This is Upstate's HealthLink on air. Linda Cohen here with you. Medical care in third world countries often leave much to be desired. So when an American oncology nurse volunteers her skills to work in just such an environment, the challenges can be great. Here to tell us more about her experiences in this realm is Brooke Fraser. She's a pediatric oncology nurse at Upstate Golisano Children's Hospital. Welcome, Brooke. Thanks so much for coming in. My pleasure. So I understand that you have recently, most recently, volunteered your time in Ethiopia, and you were helping to set up a new pediatric oncology unit. Tell us about that. What was that like? Well, I started volunteering for the Aslan Project, which is a nonprofit organization that helps to develop pediatric oncology programs in developing countries. And prior to 2013 in Ethiopia, there was no services for children with cancer. And there is a lot of children with cancer in third world developing countries. And they developed a program in the capital of Addis Ababa in 2013, and they've been successfully treating children since that time. And children are surviving that would have just passed prior to them being involved. They are starting a program now in Jima, Ethiopia, which is about well, five to eight hours, depending on your mode of transportation from the capital. And they need physicians and pharmacists and nurses to go into that area to help support the nurses and the doctors that are there to develop this new program so that children can now be treated in another area of the country. So how did you get involved in this? In other words, I know that prior to this, you've done other mission work, and we'll talk about those in a little bit more detail. But how did you find out about this need, and how did you get involved? Maybe in a global sense, how did you get involved? Well, this specific trip, I actually overheard a colleague of mine talking about the organization, and she was going to start doing work for them. And so I immediately was like, oh, I'll help. You know, I would, I would love to go and donate my time and my um, services. But in, sp- in particular, why? Why mission work? Where is this coming from within you? I decided about four years ago that I wanted to start doing mission work for a number of reasons. I wanted to donate my time as a nurse and be able to give back to the global community. I've been serving the central New York area as a nurse for 20 years, but I wanted to step outside of my comfort zone a little bit and be able to understand and appreciate another culture. And a big piece of this also is that I wanted to involve my then 15-year-old oldest son. My son Bennett has gone to El Salvador, which I know we're going to talk about three times with me on a mission trip. And part of my desire to go on these trips was to involve my children because I wanted them to understand the concept of global community. Where does that come from, though? I mean, I I totally am inspired and respect what you're saying, but is there some history in your own development or in your own background that led you to have this kind of intense interest not only in the global community for yourself, but also in sharing it with your children? I just felt that they needed to have a better understanding of different cultures and to be able to understand people. And I thought that the best way that they could do that is by serving other people. And I think I've referenced before many times the quote by Mahatma Gandhi that the best way to find oneself is to lose oneself in the service of others. I believe that with my whole heart. And I wanted my children to understand that firsthand. That's very inspiring. Is there a religious background to this for you? Because I'm not saying that's true for every person who does this kind of work, but I'm wondering 
is there some kind of a religious thread here in terms of your own faith? For me, there wasn't. Um, I just simply wanted to go and serve as a nurse in a country that had needs and to be able to increase my cultural awareness and sensitivity and also involve my children. And how many children do you have? I have three boys. Wow. And so now two have already participated or just the oldest? Just one. He's now a uh, freshman in college. He's gone to rural El Salvador with me three times. And in February, when I take my fourth trip to El Salvador, I will be taking my 16-year-old son. Have you ever had any concerns with regard to safety in terms of bringing your children into those environments? I think that there's always a concern for safety, and we try to take the precautions that are necessary. But I also believe that you have to take some risks in life, and every time we get in our car just to drive to work is a risk. And that should not be something that stops you. Wow. Quite inspiring. Let's talk a little bit about more about Ethiopia. Mm-hmm. What did you find when you went there? Extreme poverty. I think in many ways worse than when I'm in the jungle in El Salvador. Um, there was a lot of dirtiness, a lack of hygiene, a lack of clean water. Some of the things that we run into when we're in El Salvador also, but the setting is completely different because my role is different as a nurse in each country. Yes, so explain that, and we'll talk more about El Salvador at the same time. So in, what, how is your role, what was your role in Ethiopia specifically? My role in Ethiopia was to be there as a specialist in pediatric oncology and provide teaching and role modeling and support um, as they roll out their new program. Another for other staff, in other words, for the you other were training nurses. Nurse, mm-hmm. So you were training indigenous nurses, people who were native nurses to that environment. Correct. In in the proper techniques and right. procedures and protocols and all of that. Right. Nurses that are pediatric nurses by trade, but are now going to be start starting to care for this specialized population, this pediatric oncology population. And I was also there to do kind of an analysis of what the current state of pediatric nursing was because the program that I work for, for Oslin, they need to know what to focus on going forward. So they, I went in there and worked side by side with these nurses every day for two weeks so that I could have a better understanding of the barriers that they face and where their strengths and their weaknesses and their opportunities and their threats are. And I put all that together after I came home into an analysis, which I recently submitted to them. That's really important and essential. I would think someone really with eyes and ears on the ground who has the expertise to analyze what exactly the needs are. So that's really crucial in building a program, I would think. Correct. Um, If you're just joining us, you're listening to Upstate's HealthLink on Air. I'm Linda Cohen, along with pediatric oncology nurse Brooke Fraser, and we're talking about volunteering her time in third world settings. Let's go to San El Salvador. So how did you get there initially? What is your role in that environment? When I was originally looking for mission work or service work for myself to do and that I could also bring my oldest son to, I was referred to Dr. Joe Domikowski, who works here at Upstate. And Joe goes to um, rural El Salvador every year for the past 10 years and has set up a medical clinic in the village of Rancho Grande. And I went to him and told him that I would work as a nurse in his clinic if he would if he would take me. <laughs> and thankfully, he said yes. And that trip was my first trip that completely changed my life. Um, I worked as a nurse and did, you know, vitals and triage and um, as, you know, helped see the patients before they would go into the clinic and see the provider. 
Now, this was oncology or not oncology? No, nope. This was more general nursing, pediatric Correct. nursing. Well, we saw we see adults and children. Both. We see the entire mm-hmm. family um, in Rancho Grande. So um, basically, you said it changed my life. Amplify that. In what way? It definitely increased my, like I mentioned before, my cultural awareness and sensitivity I live, when we're in El Salvador, we live right among the villagers. We eat our meals with them. We sleep right in the village. It gave me an appreciation for their way of life, and it opened my eyes and made me have just a better appreciation for the world outside of the community that I spend all of my time in here in central New York. Had you ever traveled as a child? Had you ever seen the world before you started these missions? No, I hadn't. So in some ways, these were really your first exposure to larger global issues. Correct. Yeah, and sounds like you got hooked. (laughs) I definitely did. Did you develop relationships, especially in some place like El Salvador, in terms of returning? Absolutely, because we return to the same village every single year. So I've watched those children grow for the last three years. I've established relationships with the different adults, with the women who cook for us, with the school teacher, Dora, with the different community members, and I can't wait to go back and see them in February. Wow. So just logistically, how do you get the time to do this? When do you do it? And how do you engage your children or your child at this point in these kinds of trips? How long is the trip? El Salvador, we are typically gone about eight days. And I use my vacation time, for the most part, to do that. Same with going to Africa. I used all of my summer vacation to go to Ethiopia. My children, this has become now a part of our lives. So we spend a lot of time fundraising. We host pancake breakfasts. We have an... Um, involved the school district, the Jordan Elbridge School District, and it's really become something that's been supported by the whole community. And you're doing some teaching of the community as well as part of this? Explain that. So I started involving the fifth and the sixth grade in the Jordan Elbridge School District because I truly believe in the importance of children understanding some basic concepts that I didn't have an understanding of growing up. One of those is global community, understanding that community is not just what's around them in Elbridge or in Jordan or in Syracuse or in New York State or the United States, that the community is really everybody in the world. And also different concepts, one that I like to call universal language, that you don't have to necessarily speak the same language as somebody to have an understanding and to be able to communicate with somebody else. And these are key concepts or key principles that I like to go and teach the fifth and sixth graders. So before I go on the trip to El Salvador, I go and I talk to them about these concepts and try to get them an understanding of what is the way of life in rural El Salvador. They collect supplies and donations that I bring down to El Salvador with me. And when I return from El Salvador, I go and I do a presentation and a question and answer session with the seniors that I take or the juniors that I take from Jordan Elbridge so that these children are involved. They've been involved with this now for the last few years. So the district has been extremely supportive. That's incredible. That's a real giving back. As you said, not only to the global community, but through the global community, you're giving back to your own local community. So what would you say um, is the most challenging part when you do this? What's the most difficult, challenging part? There's a couple things that I think are the hardest. One is leaving my other children at home. I traveled to Ethiopia for 15 days this summer. I used all of my summer vacation, and I went alone. I left my whole family. That's difficult on a personal level. 
The other thing that's difficult personally is to see the poverty. And you can only make a small difference. You can't fix everything. You can't give everybody all the clean water and the the food and the money that you wish and you hope that you could give them. You can't eradicate disease. You can't take everything away that you want to have taken away. We can only do a small part. I am thankful for the small part that I can do. And would you say that the most rewarding thing, I don't want to run out of time, what's the most rewarding thing about doing all of this for you personally? For me personally, just knowing that I can make a small difference. That even if I can make one person's day better or one person's week or year or anything better makes it all worth it to me. Well, it sounds to me like, um, based on so many things you've said so far and the quote that you gave us before from Mr. Gandhi, I think you'd make Mr. Gandhi very proud by the kind of life that you've chosen to live. Um, Are you going to do this again? Absolutely. I have a passion now for global work, and I have no intention of stopping. So you're going to keep going with this and hopefully involve your children as well? Absolutely. And have they expressed... A positive feeling overall. What's what? Just very little bit of I time have we changed, have left. I think it's changed my oldest son's life. He has now decided to go pre med as a major at Binghamton University, and he is thinking of minoring in Spanish. And he has his eye on global health. And I think that it's definitely changed my kids. Um, even my youngest, who's only eleven, understands the importance. When I have to leave him, and I say, Connell. I know this is really hard that I have to leave, but do you th- he goes, yes, I think this is okay because you're helping those kids and you're helping those people. Well, really, I, I'm breathless. I mean, I think this is an incredibly inspiring story. And I give you incredible kudos for what you're doing and hope you continue in this wonderful work. Thank you. My guest has been, my guest has been Brooke Fraser. She's a pediatric oncology nurse at Upstate's Golisano Children's Hospital, and she does missionary work in the third world. I'm Lydia Cohen, and you're listening to Upstate's HealthLink on air. <laughs>